So, today's verse, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 11, we're starting with verse 21, that's the one that's on there, yeah, okay, 21 through 27, <coughs> Sri Sukha, Sri Sukha, Gopa, Gopa, Mahopatan. That's not the one on the board. Mahopatan? Oh, really? What's, oh, what, what do we have? 27. Probably 27. Okay. Alright, so I'll, I'll read through these and when we get to 27, we'll chapter the verse. That's why we were having confusion. I wasn't following the process. So I'll chant the first few and then we'll chant this when we get to 27. Sri Sukhu Vacha Gopabridha Mahot Patan Anubya Bridha Vane Nandadhaya Samagramya Braja Kamyam Anam Trayam Trayam, excuse me. Translation, Sri Sukadev Goswami continued. <clears throat> then one time, having seen the great disturbances in Bridhavana, all the elderly persons among the cowherd men, headed by Nanda Maharaj, assembled and began to consider what to do to stop the continuous disturbing situations in Braj. <clears throat> so what's going on is uh, <clears throat> there's been continuing disturbances you see, oh, some people wonder where did Brit, Brit, it's so hard to say. Brit Hadwan. Brit Hadwan. It's easy to say once in a while. It's the big forest. Yeah. Brit Hadwan. Where is this? You know, well, this isn't this. Brit, I thought we were we were supposed to be in Vrindavan. But see, this is Brit Hadwan was before Vrindavan. You know, we're we're going to go to Vrindavan. So. What's happened is there's been so many disturbances, so many demons have come and tried to hurt Krishna. And uh, so the, the uh, uh, residents of Vrindhavan uh, have decided this is no safe place to raise a family. You know, there's so much going on. So that's what this meeting is about. They're going to have a meeting and decide what to do. Yeah. Tatropananda Namaha Gopagyana Vayodikaha Deshakalarta Tatvagya Priyakri Ramakrishnayo. Translation At this meeting, all the inhabitants of Gokula, a cowherd man, at this meeting of all the inhabitants of Gokula, a cowherd man named Upananda who was the most mature in age and knowledge and was very experienced according to time, circumstances, and country, made his suggestions for the benefit of Ram and Krishna. Uthatavyam mitosmadir gokulashahitaishibi Ayanti atra mahot pata balanam Translation. He said, My dear friends, the cowherd men, in order to do good in, to this place, 
Goloka, we should leave it because so many disturbances are always occurring here just for the purpose of killing Ram and Krishna. Muktaha katanichid rakshasya bala gunya balokyo hi asyo harera nugrahan munam anas chopari napatat napatat Translation, the child Krishna, simply by the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, was somehow or other rescued from the hands of the Rakshashi Putana, who was determined to kill him. Then, again, by the mercy of the Supreme Lord, the handcart missed falling upon the child. See, they're not associating Krishna as being God. They're not thinking that Krishna is the Supreme Person. They're saying, by the mercy of, of God, our child was spared. Jakravate nanityanam daina vipadam niyat silayam pitatas tatra paritrataha sureshwarai. Translation. Then again, the demon Trinavarta, in the form of a whirlwind, took the child away into the dangerous sky to kill him. But the demon fell down onto the slab of stone. In that, in that case also, by the mercy of Lord Vishnu or his associates, the child was saved. So by the mercy of God or the associates of God, Krishna was saved. They're, they're not recognizing that Krishna killed Trinavarta or Kutana. They don't see Krishna as God. Yanamritenadumayor anataram Antaram Pratya Balakaha Ashwavyanta Ashavanyanato Vati Tadapi Chutarakshanam. Translation Even the other day, neither Krishna or any of his playmates died from the falling of the two trees, although the children were near the trees or even between them. This also is to be considered the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yavada Pratiko Vishto Brajamna Vipavit Itaha Tavada Balam Upadaya Yashyamo Yatra Sandaha. Oh, that's today's verse, right? Yavada Outai Ope. Otpatiko, Vishto, Brajam, Nabhi, Nabhi Bhavet, Itaha, Tawad, Balan, Upadaya, Yasyamo, Yatra, Sanugaha, Yavadaut pipatiko risto Rajana vi bavet ihtaha Rajana vi bavet Tawad balan upadaya Yasyamo natra sanugaha Yavad out patiko risto Yavad out patiko risto Rajana vi 
Before 
before he comes here to create another disturbance. It is our duty to go somewhere else with the boys until there are so many disturb and until there are um, excuse me. It is our duty to go somewhere else with the boys until there are no more disturbances. So I say and you say, all these incidents, all these incidents are being caused by some unknown demon. Are being caused by some unknown demon. Before he comes here to create another disturbance, it is our duty to go somewhere else with the boys until there are no more disturbances. Purport by His Divine Grace Shiva, Upananda suggested by the mercy of Lord Vishnu, Krishna has always been saved from so many dangerous incidents. Now let us leave this place and go somewhere, uh, and go someplace where we may worship Lord Vishnu undisturbed before there is another cause of death from some demon who may attack us. A devotee desires only that we may execute devotional service undisturbed. Actually, we see, however, that even during the presence of Krishna, when Nanda Maharaj and the other coward men had the Supreme Personality of Godhead in their presence, they, there was disturbances. Of course, in every case, Krishna came out victorious. The instruction we may derive from this is that we should not be disturbed by so-called disturbances. There have been so many disturbances to our Krishna consciousness movement, but we cannot give up our forward march. On the contrary, people are received are receiving this movement very enthusiastically all over the world and they are purchasing literature about Krishna consciousness and redoub with redoubled energy. Thus there are both encouragements and disturbances. This was so even in Krishna's time. Once again the verse, all these incidents are being caused by some unknown demon. Before he comes here to create another disturbance, it is our duty to go somewhere else with the boys until there are no more disturbances. And Chakopa Tulupias Chakrapasun Vyo Chakatitanam Bhavanibhuvaishna Vyo Namo Namaha. So, it's interesting. Um, again, it's like we were discussing yesterday. Um, those who are pure devotees, transcendentally situated in, in pure loving devotional service, are not, uh, uh, let's say, those who are. Uh, who have achieved Krishna Prema, <clears throat> no longer see the su Supreme Personality of Godhead within Krishna. You see, they go beyond that. You see, of course Krishna is God. <clears throat> but as we were discussing yesterday, if uh, uh, if we are to get real close to someone, let's just say that you have. Uh, uh, a girlfriend or a wife, you know, or you have a husband, you have a spouse, and your spouse is God. 
How can you get real close? You see what I mean? How can that union be complete? How can your love be complete? Because there's always going to be some awe and reverence. You see what I mean? You know, I mean, how can you tell your husband, get your feet off the table if he's God? You see? So it's not going to be a well-balanced, loving relationship. You see, there are relationships where God has people. There are people who desire to, desire to have a relationship of awe and reverence with God. You see? There are many people who decide they would rather have an awe and reverential relationship rather than conjugal love or friendship, close personal friendship. They would rather have that, you see. So then there is this, the form of, of God, Lord Narayan. Lord Narayan is worshipped in great awe and reverence, you see. Krishna is not <clears throat> uh, that type of relationship. Uh, Krishna is for loving relationship, loving friendship. You see, to have the proper relationship with Krishna, one has to forego this feeling of that he is God. You have to give up on reverence, yeah, because Krishna wants to get closer to that. You see, for instance, uh, in the previous chapter, uh, two chapters before, I believe, Krishna was punished by his mother. You see, he's been a naughty boy, he's stealing the butter, he's stealing the uh, the yogurt. <clears throat> if Mother Yashoda thought of him as the supreme personality of Godhead, how could she spank him? Or how could she tie him up? You see? She just thought of him as wonderful Krishna. You see? That's the relationship that Krishna prefers. He prefers you to think of him as just Krishna. Okay? Now, um, sometimes people say, oh, well, why wouldn't somebody want to have that close relationship with Krishna? Why is that? What's the reason? Why would somebody rather not be that close to Krishna? Why would you prefer awe and reverence? Why would you prefer to keep him at a distance? Impersonalism? It's going towards impersonalism. But they still recognize Krishna as, as a person. But they rather Krishna be a little further away, you see. Uh, because if he's not here all the time, then he's, uh, I, I'm not so dedicated that I want him dictating to me. You see what I mean? He may ask me to do something. I don't really want to do anything for anybody but me. I mean, occasionally I'll do a little something for you, maybe a little something here and there. But typically I would prefer to do for me. So... Um, if I get too close with Krishna, he's going to steal all my attention. I'm going to be thinking all about him. And, and I, I really don't want to go there yet. You see? So it's just like I've talked with people uh, of different faiths. Uh, let's just, uh, not to pick on anybody in particular, but let's just pick on the Christians right now. <laughs> okay? <laughs> not meaning to pick on them, but uh, uh, all glories to uh, Lord Jesus Christ. But uh, I have talked with some of them. I say, all right, what do you th what's it going to be like uh, after death? Oh, I'm going to heaven. Oh, okay. So uh, you're going to, and you're going to, what? You know, you're going to live in a mansion? Yeah, I'm going to have this big mansion. 
you know, gigantic mansion. It's been promised. So I'm going to go to heaven. The streets are going to be gold. And the gates are pearled. I'm going to be living in this gigantic mansion. So what are you going to do, I say, after the, the movers unpack your stuff and you get all situated in your new mansion? You know, what are you going to do? Call up God and say, hey, how about lunch? You know, what are you going to do? How often do you plan on seeing him? I mean, you're going to have your mansion and he's going to be somewhere on a hill with this gigantic mansion bigger than yours. And how many times are you going to see him? It's going to, I think most of them think it's going to be like living in Washington, D.C. The president lives in the White House, but I live in the same town. But I'm not going to see him every day. You know, I don't have to deal with him every day. Maybe a little bit of prayer or something, or maybe, you know, maybe I'll see him at a distance and I'll like, hey, yo, hey God. You know, love the mansion. Yeah, it's great. You can call me. So you know, Yeah. Bring me up. Let's do lunch. Golf? How about golf? You know? So what's the plan? What is your relationship gonna be like when when you get there? Well, I've got my, now, I, what I'm going to do is I'm transferring my life to heaven. You see, I'm going to be there and I'm going to have my little dog and I'm going to have my wife and I'm going to, grandma and grandpa are going to be there and the whole family's going to be together. You see, my cat that died last year is going to be there. And uh, my uncle that died when I was five, who was my favorite uncle, he's going to all, we're all going to be there. Of course, they're going to have their own mansions too. You see. What about the relationship with God? How much time are you going to spend with Him and what are you going to do? No plan. No plan whatsoever. I've never heard anybody say, oh, boy, I've got that all thought out. I know exactly. You know. I'm going to start out every day, Mungo Arti, you know, we're going to have a, we're going to have a, I'm going to be offering ornament, uh, various uh, uh, articles of worship to him. You see, I'm going to offer food stuff. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be. In other words, the devotee feels like we're not going to just go to Goloka Vrindavan and Krishna's going to be over the hill somewhere. We want Krishna. That's the prize we expect when we get there. We want Krishna. You see, I want I want my own Krishna. You can have yours, but I want mine. See, I don't want to have to stand in line to see Krishna. I want Krishna. That's what we want before we get there. You see, it's not like I'm going to do my own thing until death and then I'm going to go to Goloka Vrindavan and I'm going to want to be with Krishna. No, we want to be with Krishna now. That's why we come together on a daily basis like this and we chant Hare Krishna, you see. We take prasadam, we honor prasadam, thinking of Krishna. We don't just eat. The devotee doesn't slam down food. You know, we honor prasadam. You see. Sometimes people say, well, the devotees seem like they eat so slowly. Well, you know, it's eating is a different process to us than, you know, it's just like uh, Srila Prabhupada would take sometimes 45 minutes to eat, to take prasadam. He would honor it. Every, every taste he would be delighted in. He would delighted in the association of prasadam. 
to see. Um, and he had lots to do. He felt like I don't have enough time to do what I have planned today. So he, you know, he didn't take some fast meal, something out of the microwave and slam it down. You know, he honored Prasad properly, very properly, and he taught everyone. Eat slowly. Eat slowly. Peaceful. Peaceful you see. So the devotee has a plan. When I get to Goloka Vrindavan, I want Krishna. I'm going to. I'm in training right now to associate with Krishna. ISKCON is like training wheels for Goloka Vrindavan. You're in training. This is basic camp. We're learning what we're going to do after death. We're doing it. You see, and we're going to be doing it every every moment we possibly can in the in Goloka Vrindavan. So it's not that we're going to go there and expect Krishna to keep his distance because we have our own thing to do. But it seems like as I talk with many people of different faiths, they have this feeling that uh, they're not going to be with God every minute. They'll see him once in a while, you know. Once in a while, we'll you know we'll see him and. You know, like he may have a big party at his house, and we'll all be invited, so we'll all go. And, and that's not going to be every day, every minute of every day. They're not looking to be that up and close, uh, up close and personal with God. We are. We want Him. You see, Krishna is delightful to be with, but we're. we're the difference is they have awe and reverence of their God. God is like, to many people of many faiths, when they see their God, they're going to fall flat, you know, and grovel. Oh, my God, you know, you see. Well, we do too when we open the curtains. We, we fall like a rod and pay our, our obeisances, you see. But it's not going to be that way in Goloka Vrindavan, you see. We may play a trick on Krishna. We may be hiding behind a tree when he, when he walks by and jump out and tackle him, you see. We may have other plans. But, but to have the relationship that Krishna wants to have with us, we're talking the personality of Krishna, to have the relationship that he wants, we have to get up close and personal, you see. Not so formal. It has to be intensified love. You see, we want to share uh, love with Krishna. So we may be his parent. We may have a relationship with Krishna as a parent, and we may chastise him. We may keep him in line. You see, oh. Krishna likes to be bossed around by his devotee. When you love him enough, you may give him instructions if you're his mother. You see? Radharani chastises Krishna. You know, she doesn't hesitate to chastise Krishna. So she's setting the example. So, uh, on reverence needs to, needs to slide. It, as long as we're on this planet, We need to hang on to some of it. Prabhupada said that we need some awe and reverence at this point of our development in Krishna consciousness. You know, we can't artificially give up and have no respect for God. 
I was talking with Jai Dwaitabaraj one time. Uh, we were having lunch in Mayapur and he was saying how Krishna Krishna doesn't get any respect. And Goloka Vrindavan isn't getting respect. You know that there was that comedian, Rodney Dangerville, always said he doesn't get any respect. You know, Krishna doesn't get any respect. <laughs> you know. He's Krishna. To the inhabitants of Goloka Vrindavan, he's just wonderful Krishna. He's naughty. Sometimes he's a pain in the neck. I mean, he doesn't want to be lonely at the top. Exactly. Why would he want to be isolated? He wants to. He wants to associate with the living entities closely. You see, he doesn't want you to to uh, hide from him. Yeah. You know. I remember one time uh, many years ago, I went to the airport in Dallas. Uh, I was in Dallas. And I went to the airport to pick up Tamal Krishna Goswami. He was flying in. And uh, so I was taking him to the temple. We're going to go up to his room. And uh, we saw this one devotee. There was a female disciple of his, and she was wearing some jeans. She wasn't expecting him to be there at the point at that particular time. She didn't want him to see her in jeans, so she hid behind the car. And somebody else hid behind the car when they saw him because they were wearing something. I don't know what it, I can't remember. It was a long time ago. And he said, look, they're hiding from me. You know, he didn't like this. He wanted, to, he wanted to associate with them. He wanted to be with his disciples. He said, look at them, they're hiding from me. You know? <laughs> so he felt uncomfortable. Why would Krishna want you to hide from him and grovel and, you know, feel this on reverence? How can he taste your love if you're, if you're like, oh, oh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's no taste in Krishna uh, for, uh, for, for Krishna to have that relationship with you. He doesn't want that. He can get on reverence anytime he wants to. He's already sold on who he is. He doesn't have to prove to him, I'm God. He, he knows it. Okay, He, he always has. He, he doesn't have any, what is it, self-image? Self, what do they call it? Self-esteem issues. He doesn't have those you know, he knows he's Krishna. He knows he's the greatest. He knows he's the most beautiful. I know I'm the most powerful. Yeah, I know all that. Now come, come here and let's let's associate. You see, Krishna likes to tell humorous stories. Uh, he likes to imitate humorous characters, and he likes to distort his face. It says that the Brihad Bhagavatamrita. You know, so he sounds like he sounds like the supreme stand-up comedian. He's telling jokes, doing imitations, and making faces. You know, Krishna likes you. He wants you to laugh. He wants to make you laugh. So he's the supreme. He, he's the supreme at making you laugh. He can make you laugh. He can split your side. You know, he can do it and love it. You know, and then he would laugh because he made you laugh so hard. You see. So where is the room for awe and reverence? So, but as Prabhupada pointed out, at, at this point, until we get Krishna praying, we need some awe and reverence. Some. Don't overdo it, though. You know, we need to get close to Krishna. We need to welcome Krishna into our life. We need to have faith, and we need to pray to Krishna. We need to discuss 
with Krishna. Our day-to-day -day affairs. This is, this is called being Krishna conscious. We're conscious of Krishna. Every moment. It's not like I'm all by myself, I'm, I'm winging it, I'm alone, and I'm making all my own decisions, and then in the morning I'll go see Krishna at the temple, and I'll chant Hare Krishna, and I might even think about him a few other times during the day. No, constant relationship with Krishna. You know, if something happens, uh, you know, if you're driving along in a, in a uh, you almost have an accident in your car, you may think, oh, thank you, Krishna, for saving me. But what about if it's just something ever? What if you're planning your day or you're planning your week? Shouldn't you consult Krishna? My dear Lord, if it pleases you, I was thinking I would go to San Antonio. You know, I was going to do that. That's, that would please you. That's what I have planned. You know, why can't we include Krishna every minute? We're just out of practice. You see, we've, uh, uh, we're, we're not practiced at doing it. So we need to practice. We need to get in the, into, the, into shape. You see. We need to focus our mind on thinking about Krishna. We have, to work, we have to work our mind. It's like, the mind is like working a muscle. When you first start going to a gym, you know, you start lifting weights, your muscles are weak. You know, and you get sore. It's just not. But if you keep it up, the muscles get strong. They get real strong. See, they don't get sore when you use them a lot. You see, you get them. You get in shape. You get toned. We can do that with our mind as well, but it takes practice. You see, using the mind to think of Krishna. It's just like um, they have these uh, wild horses. You know, they have this thing, I'm not so familiar with it, but I, I, from what I understand, they have a horse that's, that's not tame. Uh, even if it's not wild, I think, a young horse. There's a point where you get on, the, you, you break the horse. You know, somebody who's expert rides the horse to the point where, to where the horse surrenders. The horse realizes, hey, you're a human being, wow, you know more, you, you're in control. So the horse, after that, every time somebody gets on the riding, he's submissive, you see. But in the beginning, you've got this horse that weighs, you know, 1,200, 1,500 pounds, and it's real strong and spirited, and it's got its own way of thinking, and it's got its own mindset, and it wants to run here, and it doesn't want you on him. He doesn't want to go this way. He wants to go that way. He doesn't want to walk slowly. He wants to run. You see, uh, completely uh, unsurrendered. But after the expert horseman gets on the horse and breaks the horse by riding him and riding him and riding him, the horse submits. That's okay. If you want me to go this way, I'll go that way. And if you want me to go slow, I'll go slow. When you make me go fast, I'll go fast. You know, he learns that, okay. So the horse becomes trained. It becomes reconditioned. So we can do that with our mind. We have to do that with our mind. Because most of the time our mind is going to say, no, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. You want me to go that way to the temple, and I want to go that way. You know? So we think, well, I am my body, so that means I am my mind. 
So therefore, I don't want to go to the temple, or I want to go here. Well, no, it's not. It's just the unruly mind. And we, the soul, have to tell the mind, no, no, I'm sorry, my dear mind, but you're not going to get your way. I'm the boss, and I'm going to have to train you. So we can train our mind. The, tr the, the mind will become your friend. You see? It will become your best friend. You can switch it from being your enemy to your friend. You see? If you train the mind, then when you maybe are going to make a mistake, the mind, after it's trained, will say, no, no, we don't do that. You can't. Uh, you see? And the mind will actually help you. Instead of you having to tell the mind, no, we're not going to do that. Stop looking over there. I don't want to do this. I don't want that nonsense. I don't want that. You see, the, the mind will work for you. So, uh, notice, this is interesting, when Srila Prabhupada in the purport, uh, he points out that there are so many disturbances uh, that we experience uh, in Iskand. There are disturbances even though Krishna is in Gokul. Even though Krishna is present, these folks, the cowherd people, are having uh, disturbances. Demons are coming. You know, so many, uh, I mean, look what happened when Lord Indra got angry and decided to inundate with rains. You see, they, they're losing their homes. There's so much rainfall, Krishna had to lift go over down hill so that they can have some shelter from the rain. So, uh, even though Krishna's present, there are some, let's say, challenges that the that people are uh, accustomed to, they're becoming accustomed to, you see. So Prophet points out that we're going to have challenges. We're going to have impediments. Iskand has always faced so many impediments. There's going to be um, uh, miseries, places. There's going to be miseries in, in life. You see? It's, there is not going to be uh, a utopia. You know that word, utopia? Mm -hmm. What does it mean? What does utopia mean? Trouble-free fantasy. Perfect place. Yeah, perfect place. Do you know where that, that word comes from? Utopia? It comes from the Greek, wor Greek word utopos. Utopus in Greek means no place. In other words, there is no such place. We, we use it as, oh, that's utopia, the perfect place. Well, the, the Greeks said there is no such place. There is no such place as a perfect place. What about Krishna Loka? That's a perfect place. That is a perfect place. But in this material world, there is no perfect place. You see, there will be challenges. They're all, they're even, um, now in Goloka Vrindavan, in the spiritual world, there are no demons, you see. But in here, for Krishna's pastimes, there are, there are uh, demonic forces. Can Maya reach Krishna Loka? No. Maya can't reach it? No. Then how do people fall down from it when they get there, when they were there? You fall because you want to go. Because your free will just yeah. does it. You want something, you want to see, uh, you look at Krishna and you, and you wonder, uh, my dear Krishna, I wonder if there's anything better than you. You're so wonderful, I love you, but I wonder if there's anything better. 
Right. You know? Okay. I, I wonder. So I wonder if I can. Maya's fault. I mean, we can't keep putting it no, on no. Maya. No, no, no. We can't. Because we are Maya. We got to take it. We got to take it on the chin for that one. Okay. You know? Okay. That gotcha. was that was our that was our food pot. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. I wonder if I could do your job, Krishna. You know. Mm -hmm. We're so close. There's such a lack of uh, awe and reverence. We're so close with Krishna that we can actually think. Hmm. I wonder if I could do what you do, if I could be you. Why not? You know? I wonder if there's anything better. And Krishna says, well, you can go look. You can go searching if you want. He knows that he says, you're not going to find anything better than me. I'm Krishna. You know? But he gives you free will. He wants you to feel that you can go check it out, search but there always will be um, um, uh, miseries, but apparent miseries. It'll look like we're having uh, problems. There will always be impediments. And what's the purpose of these? Why? Why does Krishna allow those? in the material world. Push you towards him. To give you an opportunity to take shelter of him. Mm. You know? Now, if everything is really sweet uh, and there's never a challenge, if I never made any mistakes or whatever, uh, I really never have to take shelter of Krishna. Mm. You see? But Krishna helps us by giving you challenges. And then we, the devotees, we say, oh, my dear Lord, I need your help. I am faced with a big challenge. And ultimately, I want what you want. So then the devotee starts to think, because I want what you want, and that's all that I want, then I'm not concerned with the outcome. You're in control. I want you to take control, and I want the outcome that you want of this situation that I'm in. I'm not attached. We may become upset. We may have uh, hard feelings at the way things come up. I see, uh, I know one, uh, well, I know a few people, but one person in, uh, in, in particular, that the sequence of events in, in his life, his father died when he was very young, and so, so many other things I won't go into, but many things happened that he was angry at God for 20 years. Angry. Depressed, it caused him to, to draw up inside, you know, because he did not agree with the, the sequence of events that had happened in his life. Now, think about that. What control could I possibly have over the sequence of events that happened? My father dying, uh, you know, the economy goes bad, and I lose all my 401k. Uh, what, what could I? What influence could I possibly have? It happened. It happened. Out of my control. So, what are we going to do? Here we are. We're going to have to take shelter of Krishna. You see, and I could blame Krishna. I could say, "Well, my dear Lord, you look what you did. You took away my four hundred one k." 
You know, my cat Fluffy died. I love that cat. <laughs> what kind of a god would kill Fluffy? You know. <laughs> we can start to find fault with Krishna. We find fault with Krishna's decisions. You know, what we're saying, now here we are back to that moment when we're in the spiritual world and we've got the gumption to think we can do something better. That we can, I can be a better God than you, Krishna. I can be better at what you do, you see. I could, here we are with a, with a sequence of events that's happening in our life and we're thinking, you know what, I could have done that a lot better. If I was in charge, I wouldn't have had this. I wouldn't have, my 401k would be here. Fluffy would be on my lap. You know, my dad would, have, would still be alive. You know, so many things if I was in charge, but I'm sorry. None of us are. We're not. We're under the control of everything. We're completely under control. So therefore, we have to take shelter. We have to beg Krishna to give us shelter. Please give me shelter. And he does. All we're, all we're realizing is that we have His shelter to begin with. We already have His shelter. We just have to come to the realization that we have it. You know? Oh, but it, it, how can you say I have Krishna's shelter if He took away my 401k, my dad died in Fluffy's, <laughs> squished by a car, you know? He wouldn't even protect Fluffy. Uh, you know. My crops failed and I broke a nail. The mail was late. Uh, gee whiz, you know, what kind of a God is this? You see? <laughs> it's all His mercy. Another conversation I was having with Jai Wait tomorrow is, there, is there such a thing as suffering? No, there's no such thing as suffering. There is, there, there is only the way you interpret Krishna's mercy. Everything is Krishna's mercy. We may interpret his mercy in a particular way. It's just like if Fluffy gets run over, but I'm suffering on this one. You know. I never think, well, maybe Krishna's taking away my uh, attachments. You see? So we never, we've got to remember that everything that happens when we're under the shelter of Krishna is for our benefit. And it's a better plan than we can make. You see, it's always better. So it's better for us, and we'll be happier if we go with Krishna's flow. Start to want what He wants. My dear Lord, show me what You want. Give me what You want. I'm giving up this wanting what I want stuff. And that'll put us at peace. Any questions or comments or criticisms? No? Alright. Thank you for your patience, Hare Krishna. Ahoy, Sashil Prophet.